Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm an excited Ollie Davis because I'm joined by the returning Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Even th- I mean, I'm, I'm not going to ask how you were with a week without me because, as you said on this very show, I do nothing. So I'm assuming that the ship just sailed on by without ah, me. Ah, damn it. So you listen to all the shows. Well, you know, you can take solace in the fact that on our our daily morning meeting on Google Hangouts, we're all there by 11 a.m. I checked in. I've been off too. I was off from Friday through to Monday. So this is my first time back. I popped in and, you know, Adam, Pete, Louie, Andy, Laurie, they were already there. I popped in and everyone went, you know, Ollie, when you signed in, Everyone was like, it's Luke. Hey, it's Luke. It was like I was watching an episode of Cheers. In fairness, I had a full week off. You just took, I mean, what is the fact? Because I didn't know if they had a morning meeting yesterday. With the pair of us not there, they might not have bothered. So really, they only missed one meeting with you, whereas they missed like a whole week's worth with me. So it might have been, you know, it's absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that. I don't think you had enough of an absence. Do you, do you, or do you not think you're the social glue? that holds this promotion together. Without no. Luke, there would be no fun. Mm, no. It would no, just I be numbers. So. <laughs> I'd, just, I'd, I'd say, how is everyone feeling today? Give me numbers. And Pete will have to say, I am a seven. And Andy will say, I am an 11, because I'm better than Pete. <laughs> um, well, we can talk about our, our respective times off. Uh, in the outro portion of this podcast, because I've also got something I want to uh, bring up and raise as a potential new campaign that we could possibly run. Ooh. But I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this when we get into the outro portion of this podcast, because first up, folks, would you, Adam and Eve, it, Sasha Banks won the title. Probably should have just won it at Extreme Rules, really. Uh, <laughs> or the next night on Raw. <laughs> And we found out what Asker's potentially scrapped WWE SummerSlam plans are. Here is the show. I'm going to take 
kicking off with this conversation about Sasha Banks being the Raw Women's Champion now. Of course, this situation first started unfolding at the horror show at Extreme Rules, where Sasha illegally won the title, really, due to champion's advantage. That belt should have then gone back to Asuka, but Stephanie McMahon and her infinite ratings-grabbing wisdom said, no, you must face Sasha Banks to win back the title that's yours because nobody holds it right now. It's in abeyance to effect. And that meant nobody could interfere. Oh. But it, but it, but it wasn't. It, like Sasha still had the belt. Not only that, she had nameplates on it. So, I mean, I, I, so I missed last week's show. Yeah, but Sasha did have the belt when she came out, so she was the champion because she had her nameplates on it as well, right? But so in 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 the confines of of wrestling, in the kayfabe world, I can only imagine that she made those nameplates and put them on because she okay. believes she's the champion. But by the rules, Asuka's the champion. But Stephanie further complicated it by saying no one is the champion. Okay, so no one was the champion going in. Cool. Going in, Vacant was the champion, I guess. Mm -hmm. With you so far. But the key thing here was that no one can interfere. The title could change hands on a DQ or a countout. I thought they booked the match really well. Uh, usually when WWE has a stipulation like that, every other spot right from the get-go is all teasing a DQ, all teasing a countout. But using the brilliant example of Money in the Bank 2011, Randy Orton versus Christian, it was only appearing in spots here and there. So you kind of forgot that that was in play. I, I loved this match. Like their match at Extreme Rules, I loved this match. I didn't like the finish, much like their match at Extreme Rules, I did not like <clears> the finish. And it was just like this This whole thing just felt like it was an, a victim of being in this sort of ratings grab era of WWE that we're currently in, where it's like, well, we don't really know how to, we're not booking anything long-term at the moment. We're just, just shotgun affecting everything in the vague hope that some people will come back and watch this show. So nothing really, like booking just sort of doesn't matter anymore. It's just, we're just doing things for moments. And that I, that I think really affected this finish where, I, it wouldn't have mattered so much if if Extreme Rules didn't have three other screwy finishes. Uh, and now we just go on to this show where it's like, well, it's just another screwy finish. And I, it reminded me of, do you remember like Adam's booking video he did about Jinder, where Jinder won the WWE title? And he said there were some people who said like, ah, well, he's getting good heel heat. And Adam said, yeah, but was he getting heel heat or was the company getting heel heat? And I feel that's what it is. Like I like Banks getting the belts here. I don't think is heel heat on her and Bailey. It's just heel heat on the company for doing various screwy finishes and giving Asuka a dreadful title run. Interesting. Now I don't know if this is because I've got low standards, but <laughs> I liked this and I had no problems with them winning all the belts. I haven't. I haven't actually seen anyone make that criticism yet. Weirdly, I've seen quite a few people saying, oh, you all wanted Sasha as the champion and now she's got the belts, you all turn on her. And I'm like, who's turned on her? I can't see them, but now I know it's you, Luke. Hey, you are no, the person. Do you know, no, do you know what? Because I said at Extreme Rules, I wanted <clears throat> Sasha Banks to win. And I wanted Sasha to, I wanted all four of, I wanted them to hold all four belts because I love this act. And I'm very glad that they've got the belts. How we got there, I think has been a bit rubbish. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, I suppose I did get what I wanted because I wanted Sasha with the Raw Women's Championship. It's just that, like, as I said to you kind of jokingly in the, the podcast intro for, for this show that we record the audio version of, I just think they should have given the title an extreme rules rather than doing these sort of screwy, not the screwy nonsense in a way to get ratings. Because that's why we, we're doing this is because ratings are bad. So they changed the finish of the extreme rules match to be a screw so that we could do something on Raw in two weeks time to try and bump a rating. I, yeah, I, and I, the problem is ratings are bad right now. And of all, of all the ways WWE has responded to that, Ollie, the caveman has just said, Ollie, you have really low standards. Look who my co-host is. I know. <laughs> I of all the all the ways WWE have responded to low ratings, which you know, it's it's sort of something they can't control right now because of coronavirus, sure, but also five to fifteen years of just bad programming, to be honest, which has failed to create new stars or or make anything feel meaningful. Of all of that, I actually quite like the way this has all unfolded. I think this is more akin to a fun, hot shotty, sure, storyline from the Attitude Era, where it's just chucking titles back and forth. It's not like Asuka had this great title run initially. She was only ever handed the title. So I'm, I'm not like, oh, Asuka's great streak. If anything, I'm kind of happy that it's been taken off her because I think Sasha is a great heel. She's got this great act with Bailey going on. And I'm really optimistic. I'm more optimistic about continuing this Asuka feud with the role models than I am for Asuka moving into a program with Shayna Baszler immediately. Someone who has had no real build and the the legs cut out from underneath her since WrestleMania, because that the other part of this story is that Asuka was meant to retain at extreme rules, but that was changed last minute. And then she was meant to start a program with Shayna Baszler, who was going to attack Kyrie Sane, write Kyrie Sane off TV. That was going to be the impetus to the start of their feud, but that didn't happen either. That spot went to Bailey. So now Asuka yeah. seems to be continuing her storyline with Banks which I'm all for because it's been the best thing on Raw for four weeks now. I, and I will, you know, I'll agree with you on that one because I mean, Asuka's title run has been nothing short of pants. Like, you know, she, as you say, I, I it's hard to, because she, she was handed the belt, sure. Like, I think the way that WWE tried to frame it was, well, she won it at Money in the Bank, but really it never felt like she did win it at Money in the Bank. She, it really did feel like she was just handed the belt. And then she had that terrible program with Nia Jax. She kept losing to Charlotte Flair. Hmm. Then she went into this feud with Banks where she also couldn't win there either. And now we're in this position where she has just dropped the belt. So yeah, it was a very, very bad title run. I'm actually much happier that it is on Banks. As I said, like I just thought that the way we got here was a bit... It's it's just like I I'm not a fan of this ratings grab era. Like you know we are announcing WWE Championship matches for this week's show and then actually changing our minds and turns out it's just a non-title now because which we like which is remarkable because this show was taped last week on the <laughs> same day that they announced it was going to be a championship match and then they changed their mind within the two hour gap between the tapings. Yeah, Vince is somehow managing to change his change his mind the day the week after the day of the show. It's that's like time travel shenanigans right there. I but I agree with you on on the Drew and Dolph stuff. Sometimes changing plans last minute doesn't necessarily mean a, a bad program though. Usually it does, but in this instance in the women's division, 
I think I, I'm really into the story. I'm really into the characters. So what I don't think we've actually talked about what happened at the end of the match. This great match, by the way, really, really dramatic. Sasha feels the most credible she ever has on the main roster. That sort of vicious, legit boss act that she had in NXT. I feel mm -hmm. that now. I feel that in these matches with Asuka. And they're working towards the finish. Asuka's leg's been worked over for the whole match. She's just about to get on top, but Bailey is shown on the Titan Tron attacking Kyrie Sane quite brutally backstage. And Kyrie Sane is screaming for Asuka's help. And Asuka runs back there, well, hobbles back, I guess, because of her leg injury. And they, she, she gets counted out. That was the finish there. And later on, the role models are sort of joking around outside of Kyrie Sane or the, or the medics training room area. And Asuka walks out afterwards and lets loose this really emotional howl. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm into that story. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm being down on this unfairly so perhaps. And because like, I, I just, Banks just should have won the title at Extreme Rules. And you could have still played this out. You still could have done this 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 beatdown of Kyrie Sane because you know because Kyrie beat Bailey last week. Which now when you look at it, it's like, why did Kyrie Sane beat Bailey last week? Because she's gone now. Like it, it literally achieved nothing. That's silly. Yeah, I agree. There. Yeah, and like, it, but it, and it raises the question: like, who put the who put that up on the Titan Tron? Who showed that to ask her to distract her? Because it wasn't Bailey and it wasn't Banks. So who was it that put it up on the screen? The hacker, maybe <laughs> Ali turned up last week. So yeah, I I just think that like, so you're telling me that you think this is better than Banks just winning at Extreme Rules? Yeah, yeah. It's like what what difference would it make to be honest? That this is like a it's an intriguing storytelling. <clears throat> well, I don't think it's inconsistent. I think this is but week I, to I week. Think a, I think it's an absolute mess since since Extreme Rules. I think this is cliffhanger soap opera storyline week to week where a, a gazillion things are happening but they're not necessarily contradicting each other sure that at the bailey Kyrie sane thing is not effective because bailey should have really beaten her up there although you know you can make the argument that that's fueled bailey's rage to attack her backstage here i don't think anything uh, actually jars with the story as it's been told so far i, I, don't, I don't know because like they, they banks didn't steal the belt she did, but she was also kind of the champion. Like, I know you can logic hold yourself and say, like, ah, she put the side plates on herself, but we're not showing that as an audience. Mm. We're just showing that she's coming out as the Raw Women's Champion with her, a belt that's got her name on it. And then, like, ah, no, but Ask, but Ask is not the champion either. She's, it's vacant that's the champion because Stephanie McMahon, for whatever reason, Stephanie McMahon is back to, to announce this match. That's why, I, that's why I feel like it's been a little bit sloppy that that's the word i would use to describe this i'm all for cliffhangers i'm all for like soap opera storytelling but i think this is a sloppy way of doing it i think this has been a sloppy storyline are you accusing wwe of running a sloppy show how <laughs> dare Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? And you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies could only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Uh, let's get on with our Patreon shout-outs. We'll get to all your su- 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 super chats after we've done those. We'll be reading out every single one. So ding, 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 last call. But for now, thank you, $25 a month or more backers on Patreon, Colin McCleaner from Finn Balor. Woo! Woo! Nice, yeah. Benjamin, always the bridesmaid, never the McBride. Yeah. What happened to the other 13? Man Bear Pig, 14. <gasps> scary stuff definitely not daniel odin backwards modo leonard what the vienna's el decimotes decimotes jason credits oh well i mean good effort man Glad you that one. uh the king zachary mckinley yeah jim possible prendergast nice the d john mustard yes the intense Frank Campos. Oh, it's intense. Just a guy, a Rydot guy. 
Angelic. Angelic. Angelo Macedo. Very nice. It's just a Matthew McFadden. Thank you, Matthew. And probably funnier than Seth, Matt McFarlane. Thank Not you very one. much, everyone. Let's see what the uh, the su- 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 super chats say. Everyone, get in your super chats throughout this show because we will answer every single one of them uh, before we get on with the raw play-by-play review. Wrestling is great sometimes, says, I know Asuka has great chemistry with all the four horsewomen, but her matches with Sasha stands out more to me. The physicality, the striking, the character work, and their inventive spots, it's just awesome. That is because Asuka's awesome, but you know who else is great? Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. And like, I think one of the reasons why like wrestling fans are dead excited at the moment for a lot of this is because we're like, as you say, we're finally seeing the Sasha Banks that we've been sort of clamoring for for the last five years. We haven't really had this Sasha Banks since NXT, and it's the Sasha Banks that we've been wanting since she came up from NXT. You know, she was just put into that the the tag title feud. The, the, the tag title tournament thing that sort of went nowhere and with belts that really didn't do anything. And then she missed a great chunk of last year, came back at a brilliant program with Becky Lynch, but then that also led to nothing either. So it just feels like, yes, finally, finally we're letting Sasha Banks be brilliant because she's so good. But at what cost? And the greatest, one of the greatest baby faces of the last decade, Bailey, turning heel. Uh, wrestling is great sometimes comments again i've always felt sasha is everything the wrestling media claims charlotte is what do you guys think it's okay if you wholeheartedly disagree with me but this is something i've been saying for like four years now um the wrestling media claims charlotte is really good because i mean i've always thought that charlotte is really good just slightly overexposed whereas Mm. sasha is really good and underexposed i think would be the the difference there yeah, I was I was thinking about this earlier today, and you know, sh- we joked about Charlotte getting all the belts put on her, and we moaned a lot about Charlotte because, like you said, she was overexposed in WWE. But Sasha and Bailey are across everything right now. They literally have all the belts, and I love it. And I thought, yep. is is that like, am I a hypocrite there for for believing these two things? And I thought, no, no, because Banks and Bailey got over with the audience. Charlotte ultimately got over with the company. Yeah. And I think that's where the conflict comes from. Uh, the bad one, Ryan B. Bad, just like at the pay-per-view, the Raw Women's Championship match was great with a horrible finish. Pritchard is ruining Raw, in my opinion. <clears throat> I, I don't know if he's ruining Raw. I mean, maybe he's... I, I haven't said that. I've, I've kind of enjoyed Raw since he took over. For the most part, I have been enjoying the show more than I was sort of the, the Heyman era of, of COVID shows. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if I... You know, it's hard to talk about the later part of the Heyman era because you don't know how much of that was Vince suffocating what Paul wanted to do. But yeah, I, I, I also have been quite enjoying the last month's worth of Pritchard run shows. Aaron Watson, like Luke, I really liked the match, but didn't like the finish. But unlike Luke, I don't like that two women hold all four bets. Belts kind of hurts the division, in my opinion. But it's all character based. Like them holding all the belts is it's all very character driven. And in theory should few like fuel their split as a team because Bailey Dostraps probably isn't going to want 
Banks two belts. And I, I think there's some really, I think there's a lot of fun to be had within this. Granted, I don't want this actor split up because I think they're really good together. Sid Art Online, in any other company or NXT, this Asuka story could go somewhere, not on the main roster though. Well, it always could go into the storyline that Sasha Banks can't defend singles titles, so she just loses it back to Asuka at SummerSlam. Mm. Well, did she, but was she the champion? Was well, this she is now. In her head, was this a <laughs> successful title defence? Fueling oh. her run of really successful title defences going forward. Uh, and finally, for now, on the same subject, the bad one, Ryan, be bad again. This type of booking is only telling us that only women who matter are the four horsewomen. This is Vince Russo levels of booking. Uh, no, I, I really disagree with that one, I'm afraid. Um, I don't think it's, it's it's not a case of the the, the four horsewomen. Like Banks and Bailey are the most over thing in the company at the moment. Granted, we haven't got fans to, to kind of go on. But if you look at social media trends, which is all you can really go by without a, a live audience there, they are the most over thing on the show. People really like that act. And this is the company going with something that's hot as opposed to actively ignoring it, which is the, the usual uh, way they move forward. Plus, you know, it's it's not the four horsewomen. It's just Bailey and Banks right now. Charlotte and Becky Lynch aren't around. But I get your point that they've booked all of WWE really around the four horsewomen. But, you know, they are... Then they are the, the leading crop of women who have come through their ranks. They revolutionized along with Ronda Rousey, the women's division within WWE. So I don't think that's I think that's the right thing to do. You know, you had Asuka in the mix as well. It's like saying, oh, the last five years have been built around the shield. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's how, you know, you, you bring people up and then you keep building them up to a larger level. Uh, so I think that's OK. Right, uh, before we get on with the full play-by-play review, we've got a Quizzle Mania for you tomorrow. It's going to be me versus Luke versus returning arch nemesis, Sean Ross Sapp. Who has become the biggest babyface in the history of WrestleTalk. Somehow has become the biggest babyface. How how has this happened? I don't. I honestly don't know, dude. Like I, 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 people have just people turned on me, and now they're all rooting for Sean. I don't know how that happened. What a fact! Well, like it's a fascinating glimpse to to be in the thick of wrestling history and the genuine double turn happening because that the fans wanted it. There's nothing you've done differently. They would they would just into the chase. Yeah, they were, well, that's it. I think wrestling fans love the chase, but don't like to see a champion on top. We saw this with mm. Drew. And in fact, we're still seeing it with Drew. As soon as Drew won the title, there were people going like, nah, I'm bored of Drew now. Need to move on to something else. Um, we'll also have Louis Dangor if he can get 10,000 uh, signatures on his petition, which I don't think is likely because it's tomorrow and he's only got 3,700. Not even, not even Cash Wheeler could help him get to that 10,000 mark. Louis's new best bud, FTR's Cash Wheeler, asked his fans to go and sign that petition, and his fans said no. I Obviously, I've, I've not been around for a week, but I did get to see, so we got a new editor uh, come on board to, to help out with a few things with Talk interviews, and the very first thing that Louis did was name drop the fact that he's best friends with <laughs> FTR. <laughs> uh, oh, we've got some... 
just going to pop some messages on the screen here. There's a. How Rad... did I turn on people? What did I do? Radu really Tanasi like says, Luke, you turned on us, not we on you. Um, then we've got. Where was the other one? Mohammed Safi, SRS is more likable. Hashtag well, that's true. facts. Facts spelt with a Z. With a Z I mean, that's which true. Discredits his opinion. Uh, and save us SRS from Bacon Rasher. This this seems to be the 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 slogan Sean Ross Sapp is going for. Yeah, but you also skipped over this one, which is come on, Luke, we love you from Space Gamble yep. Jr. Uh, we've also got Luke is amazing from the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you found my burner account. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so let's get on. That's that's on tomorrow at uh, nine PM BST, which is I want to say one PM. Thanks, thanks oh, B Dazzle, and thanks for on that. the Eastern Seaboard and never eat no four PM on the Eastern Seaboard, one PM California time. However, it works. Right, so this episode began with Randy Orton coming out and cutting a promo about how he just woke up one morning, this morning, as a matter of fact, which was technically last Monday when they taped it, and just decided, I'm going to be WWE champion now. I thought which, this was a killer promo. Yeah, like that motivation sounds really lazy and just a bit of bit nothing, right? I woke up this morning... And I wanted a WWE title shot. Give me, give me a SummerSlam main event. That sounds, in isolation, rubbish. Randy Orton cut such a good promo with such good content around it, and you know, seven months of build, building his his psychosis as this delusional heel, where he's doing right by people by ending their careers. When he said that, I was like, oh crap. It's it's like yeah he he's got this fractured mindset where he he's believable in that his mind has just switched now this is my thing now and you're and in my wagering McIntyre and it totally works that it's Randy because Randy feels like the first legit WWE challenger that Drew has had ironically it was the same for Kofi like Kofi went through a load of mid carders before getting an actual challenge against Randy and it, it feels like the same with with Drew yeah. um and and it's. It's good, but this this Randy Orton character is so great and it's so compelling, and he's cutting these amazing promos. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm really into the possibility of well, I mean, that's not a possibility. It's going to happen. We're going to get Randy versus Drew at SummerSlam. I do think it is incredibly bizarre though that that WWE announced a, a title match like Drew versus Dolph was supposed to be for the championship tonight, and then like you know an hour later decided, nah, it's not anymore. But we're still <laughs> gonna promote that it is for a, for a basically a whole week if you watch my raw review it still is a championship match because i must have misheard the bit when it stopped being one yeah, um, they, they, they announced they announced yesterday like late yesterday that it's now just a non-title match which everyone thought was weird and apparently the reason for this according to melter the reason why it was changed is because wwe wanted to start the build to randy drew on tonight's show rather than wait another week uh to which i would say like I mean, you still could have done that because all you need to do was Randy come out and RKO him at the end of the show and that would have started off this program. You didn't need Randy to come out and cut a promo first off. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Well, what Orton did say at the end of it, 
you know, I'll strike you when you least expect it, something along those lines. And that's how the show went off air with Orton. Hit an RKO. He also name-dropped Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock as people he is better than throughout his career. He's got more longevity, he argues. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you made the argument, or it made the possible fantasy booking, that they could show up at SummerSlam. <sighs> no, not in SummerSlam. It was just... it. The names just poked at me. They jarred somewhat. And I'm not saying both are going to turn up. I'm not even really saying one is. But that is the sort of way WWE sows a seed. And if Randy Orton's whole gimmick is I kill legends, having a stone cold come out, because it won't be The Rock. But, you know, they need ratings. The, what's What the WWE do more than anything when they need ratings? Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? Or so Vince when McMahon. I heard those names, I thought, yeah, or Vince McMahon. So when I heard those names, I thought that would be a legit big SummerSlam build. I think they probably just name dropped them because this is what WWE writers always do, which is let's just constantly name drop people from the past that you recognize as an older viewer <laughs> so I can say that I am better than them. 20 years ago. Uh, so Orton said that he, he announced that he wants to face Drew McIntyre for the WWE title at SummerSlam. Then he walks out, and then Nia Jax's music hits, and Nia Jax walks past him, ships in the night, recalling that great feud from the Royal Rumble 2019 by Randy Oda. Uh, but yeah, Nia Jax, unfortunately, was nowhere near as good here. She got in the she ring was not. and said, I also woke up today, and I also want to be the Raw Women's Champion. And you, you know when I just said all that stuff about it being really lazy, and but Randy's performance was so good it made it work, and character arguably. This was the complete opposite. Yeah, this did not work at all. It, 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 it wasn't a good promo, it wasn't very good content, Nia's not that great. Uh, I, I, I thought it was a bit rubbish. And then Shayna Baszler came out to interrupt and they had a little brawl. Yeah, which is like which led to a match later on, which I'll be honest, I thought was pretty decent. Hmm. Uh, but before we go to that, really? we've got more. Yeah, I didn't mind it. We've hmm. got more talking yet. Uh, Street Profits also came out for a promo to introduce the uh, the tag teams who are gonna the winners of which are gonna get a shot at SummerSlam. Uh, it's Viking Raiders Andrade and Angel Gaza versus Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Which Andrade and Angel Gaza won. So why did the Street Profits beat them last week? Yeah, well, it was t- it was two weeks ago, wasn't it? It was last week. Well, it was last week. I mean, I, I know I wasn't here for it, but uh, they beat. I, I'd read the no. results and, and I listened to yours and Pete's podcast. <laughs> well, okay, it was last week then. Damn you, time! I yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I think you know, it's not the same I, tapings. If I'm going to, and this is very apt, if I'm going to Pritchard this scenario, I think WWE were telling the story in their heads that Andrade and Gaza had tag team problems, internal relationship problems, where they kept bickering and kept stepping on each other's toes and losing each other's matches. And that came to a peak last week when they lost against the Street Profits. And then they thought, okay, now we're going to become a coherent unit. And that's when they start the build to win the titles. Unfortunately, that isn't what they, that isn't the story that happened last week. Instead, they performed quite fine here, uh, and also, last we've, week we've as done well. that story. Yeah, we've done yes. that story. Yeah, yeah. 
where they they were at each other's throats and now they're on the same page so i don't think you could just do it again um, yeah i agree with you i agree with you uh but they they won they won pretty strong here uh it was a good match is the thing yeah, I'm, i really like the structure of it as well where you had you know it was a three-way match and andrade and angel gaza you know they're not dumb here at least so they just stayed leaning on the plexiglass while everyone else wrestled. You take chunks out of each other. And then the baby faces realize this. They drag them inside. I like that stuff. Uh, Ricochet then decided to team with Andrade. What an idiot. <laughs> Ricochet, man. <laughs> Thickochet. What Absolute idiot. <laughs> Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so... Look, we love Ricochet. He's amazing. He's one of the most talented wrestlers of this generation. And his on-screen character is that of an idiot. <laughs> Absolute moron. Starts teaming with Andrade to beat up one of the Viking Raiders after seeing what Andrade was doing, after knowing what Andrade is like. And then when Andrade pulled him off a pin, was like, what are you doing, man? It's like, Whoa. what were you expecting was going to happen? And and then Andrade, like, you know, explained himself. And Ricochet was like, okay, then. Oh, Turned yeah, yeah, around. Okay. And then Andrade <laughs> threw him out the ring. <laughs> what is the point? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this, this it, it was exciting stuff apart from that really rubbish portrayal of Ricochet. Ivar hit a top rope dive on everyone on the outside. But Angel Garza rolled Cedric Alexander in. Wing Clipper, love that move. And they won. Mm -hmm. they sure did and they sort of had a scuffle with the prophets uh on on commentary afterwards i enjoyed the prophets on commentary throughout actually usually they can be a bit obnoxious but i thought they were fun here this was supposed to be the wrestlemania match do you remember it was supposed to be and then no. andrade got taken off tv and austin theory got brought in <clears throat> long-term booking <laughs> uh after this we got nia Jax versus Shayna baszler i uh, I'm surprised you liked it. I I thought it was a bit awkward. I, I, I didn't mind it, to be honest. I thought they, they basically, they went out there and had a fight. Like they went out there and just started to beat the heckins out of each other. It didn't look particularly, it didn't look great or anything. It's not some of Shayna Baszler's best work, but I thought this was all right. I mean, it was mad awkward at the end when like they were beating up the security guards. That probably should have been retaped. But, you know, for the most part, I didn't mind it. And, I, it's it's something for them to do. It, it it does feel like two unstoppable forces colliding with each other, and it, you know presumably a SummerSlam or it's going to be a, a ratings bop. So yeah, I, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, I, maybe it's because the the security guard beaten up bit is what my mind is left with. I thought it was a bit rubbish. Also, I've got this thing now. Whenever I see Nia Jack standing tall and her music playing, I just get this automatic groan. Oh God! Uh, but Shayna Baszler, yeah, I guess they did have a, a a good brawl. I didn't think it was anything special, unfortunately. And this the the ginger guy was just what was yeah. he all about? Well, they couldn't get a t shirt off of him, or the shirt that he was wearing. Nia couldn't pull that over his head, so he just sort of stood there, stood there awkwardly, and then I didn't really know what to do. So the lad just sort of didn't really know what to do either. And then mm. Shayna had to just sort of stand there and be like. Uh, whilst the referees jumped in to, to pull her back. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that happened there, presumably the start of a longer 
heel versus heel feud, which will be an interesting one to see if they can pull off. Uh, typically, that does not work at all. Uh, Seth's backstage talking to Murphy about how Dominic's going to show up tonight. Mark Henry's there just randomly talking to Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair. Well, if you're going to call him in to do a Nation of Domination reunion, but then don't do that, you may as well just use Mark Henry while he's there. Yeah, just chat to people backstage. Just chat to people. I mean, Ruby looked very pleased to see him. It's it's painful the way some of these younger wrestlers, we had it with Andrade and Ric Flair, are obviously just told, these, these are the bigger stars. You must look adoringly at them when we yeah. do these these backstage skits. And I, me, I think it makes them look like chumps. Well, this, this is what I mean when you talk about the Randy Orton promo bringing up Rock and Austin. Like, mm. they're doing that because they're stars. Like, that's why they do this. You know, they've done that team up with World of Tanks. Like, you look at the lineup they've released for World of Tanks, it is all wrestlers from <clears> 20 years ago and, and beyond. Like, there's no new talent. There's no Andrade there. There's no Drew mm. McIntyre. There's no uh, Angel Garza or any of the uh, talents. No, it's The Undertaker. It's Sergeant Slaughter. It's The Rock. It's Steve Austin. It's it's all of the people that they built many, many moons ago because that's who they like and believe that are actually stars. Uh, after that, we got Seth Rollins. I, I thought this next bit was actually really, really good. I love the Monday Night Messiah stuff. So Seth comes down, cuts an in-ring promo, talks about all the people who have stood in his way, have ended up injured or out. Uh, KO has, you know, he was talking about the ankle injury that happened at WrestleMania, but of course Owens has come back since then and even got revenge on Mm. Seth and beat him on the go-home show for Extreme Rules. But he's been missing since, so I mean, I hope he's okay. He's done nothing but beat Seth since WrestleMania, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and even at, at WrestleMania, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so I don't know where he is. Hopefully he's okay. And then he asks Dominic to the ring. He says, like, I know you're here. Dominic gets in the ring. Seth kind of goes for a hug because he's this delusional Messiah gimmick guy. And Dominic showed really great fire, I thought. Took down mm-hmm. Seth, tried to beat people up, but the numbers overcame him. Yeah, I, I really, really liked Dom here. I thought he was cool. But so do you think we're going to build to Seth versus Ray at SummerSlam? Or are we building to Seth versus Dominic at SummerSlam? Because at the moment, it feels more like the heat is with Dominic at the moment than than Ray. So it's certainly not Alistair Black. Yeah, I, I don't know how good Dominic is, is the thing. I I think I would like to see story-wise Dominic versus Seth. But really... The better idea might be a tag match, Buddy yeah, oh, and yeah. Seth uh, versus and Ray Seth. and Dominic, or even Alistair Black and Dominic, and have Ray mm-hmm. on the outside with a as in a manager role, yeah, because uh, he is blinded. But yeah, so after that, uh, this this was the genius bit here. Alistair Black runs out to save Dominic because they're all buddies, and Murphy and Seth overcome him, and Seth just looks at Murphy with the sort of, you know what to do now. Like, it's sort of an an initiation. And Murphy doesn't want to do the thing he knows he needs to do. And that is ram Black's eye onto the corner of the steel steps, just like they did for Rey Mysterio. And he does it. And as soon as he's done it, he looks like sort of shell-shocked with himself. I I love this element of the Monday Night Messiah characters, because Seth did it as well after he stupidly ripped out raise eye at extreme rules and that is they have this larger purpose 
and and they are willing to take whatever route necessary to get there, even though they don't agree with the route. So that it's it's really an ends justifying the means, and it creates these really psychologically complex characters. I yeah, I really liked all the Buddy Murphy stuff. I thought it was really great, particularly because like it's Alistair Black, you know, who is like it's buddy murphy's greatest rivalry up on the main roster where they had that sort of you know series i wouldn't say back and forth matches because that's the black always won hmm. but that was kind of it was the point because that's how buddy ended up with seth so i i really liked that it was him i don't think it makes alistair black look particularly great but uh i thought they did really good stuff with buddy murphy and seth i really really like this seth Rollins character i kind of get why some people don't but i for me personally i think it's ace i'm really really enjoying the character work that they're doing yeah, and after that, um, Murphy go, go, went round to do the same thing to Dominic, but Dominic had recovered by that point, had a kendo stick. Buff, 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 great fire. Uh, so after that, we got the VIP lounge with MVP and the Hurt Bizner, well, Hurt and Bobby Bizner. Lashley and Shelton Benjamin. Ali comes down. What's your thoughts about Mustafa Ali being on Raw? Hey, dude, Like, it's, I'm glad that he's back on TV. He's so good. Like, He's a really, really great talent. And it's really good that Raw had some plans for him. Oh, no, wait, no, it turns out, turns out they didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a real shame because... Isn't it just? He, he, he debuts, kind of, for Raw last week. He pins MVP, the United States champion. I think, I think he's the US champion. I, I, you know, I used the word sloppy earlier. <laughs> I'll, I'll use it again. And they book a match here, which is Ali versus Lashley. Ali comes out in the VIP segment and George acts back and forth with people. He was very good at it and he had some rubbish material, but I thought Ali's uh, charisma got through. And they have what I thought was actually a really, really good match where oh, Lashley. Oh. oh, did you not like it? I thought Lashley's strength versus. Ali's Ali's really good at countering moves. Yes. Okay. But for me, I thought this match is going to go one of two ways. Lashley is going to beat him up for 90% of this match, and then Ali gets a brief comeback and wins with a roll-up. Or Lashley is going to beat him up for 90% of the match, and then Lashley's going to win. And unfortunately, it was the latter that happened. I just thought Ali looked absolutely shocking in this match. Like, he's really good mm. at selling. But it's the ricochet thing they did a few weeks back, where it's like you just beat him up. I can't, Like, 90% feels like generous like well not generous enough it was like 98 percent. ali did like two moves on him and then lashley just beat him so like it did it made ali look quite rubbish it's very much as like oh yeah you made your big return but you are at a level you're not big ergo you cannot actually get any offense in on lashley same with you know ricochet so i, I just thought it made mustafa ali look really really pants so i don't know why you gave him the big win over United States, possible United States champion MVP last week. If all you're going to do on that same taping day is feed him to Bobby Lashley in what was effectively a squash match. Mm. I, I got more out of the match than you seem to do. I, I, I thought it was quite good. But the I don't disagree with the fact that Ali should have won. But you know what? Lashley should have won as well. It's kind of like, why the hell do you book this match? That's it. Yeah, you just <laughs> don't book the match then. You've got Shelton Benjamin just added to your faction. He's the 24-7 champion. If ever a man should be beat, it's him. And then mm -hmm. you can give Ali this storyline where he's slowly running through the members of the Hurt Business. But to what end? Because to... surely, Cru 
Cruz is coming back, right? So and like Cruz is still, I believe, the actual United States champion. I think. Let me go to WW.com and see what they say. <laughs> well, I, I think what you've got a lot more storyline possibilities if if Ali gets a win over Shelton Benjamin this week than mm-hmm. if he yeah. he's beaten by Bobby Lashley. Apollo uh, Cruz is still the US champion according to WWE. <laughs> just to, just for clarification. Knows. Uh, after that, we had Sasha Banks versus Asuka, which we've already talked about. Really good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Regis Philburn got a video package I, for him. I don't know if we really fully mentioned it, though, but like it's now been officially confirmed as well. Kyrie Sane is gone from WWE, sort of like yes. you know, weeks and weeks of speculation of like, you know, she came in to do a couple of extra tapings, even though her contract was up. People were saying that she might be saying she might be going. WWE themselves have now confirmed that Kyrie Sane is gone from the company and this was her last show. So, yeah, a, a shame about Kyrie Sane. I thought they could have done a lot more with her, and I don't think they really got the best out of her on the main roster. Definitely. Uh, after that, we got Murphy taking on Umberto Carrillo, which sort of raised more questions than it answered. I really yeah. liked Murphy getting this match. They framed it on commentary as almost a gift from Seth Rollins, like a reward. Well done. You pass the test by blinding that guy. Here is a match. This like like the idea of Murphy getting hit to go out by himself is a reward for him. I think that's a really nice insight into the cult of Seth. But as soon as I realized it was against Umberto Carrillo, I'm like, you were in the building when yeah. Alistair Black and Dominic were getting beaten up. Where were you, you asshole? I know. I mean, I wrote down like Murphy versus Alistair Black. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. And then when it was like, they played a video package for Umberto. And I was like, yeah, but it's not going to be Umberto, is it? Because where was he earlier in the night? Yep, out he comes. It's Umberto. He's back. And then lost to Murphy. Decent little five minute match. But it was like, where were you, dickheads? Yeah. Uh, and finally, the main event was Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre in a non-title match. And this was where McIntyre revealed his stipulation after accepting Randy Orton's SummerSlam title match proposal. And I was excited because they really pulled it out the bag with Extreme Rules. They, they, they had a really smart bit of booking with the stipulation and it, it resulted in a, in a genuinely good match. But unfortunately here, they, I don't think they had that same, same level of innovation. No, because Drew just comes out and announces that a, as a straight Extreme Rules match, which I thought was a bit like the, the what I loved about Dolph's, you know, keeping back the uh, the stipulation heading into Extreme Rules was it was all a, a mind games thing to be like, you literally cannot prepare for this match. And so Drew then was just like, I'm going to do the exact same thing for you. You can't prepare for the match. And then just announced a match that Dolph had been preparing for in the lead up to Extreme Rules. Mm. So th- it didn't particularly work for, <clears throat> for Drew. But then, like, you also don't want to announce a stipulation that makes you look like you're running away from competition. You want to make sure that you're pro- you're positioning Drew as someone who wants an even playing field. So, of course, he wants it to be all Extreme Rules for both of them because he can beat him fair and square. But at the same time, I kind of almost would have preferred it if Drew was just like, that's just extreme rules for me, mate, just so you can beat Dolph around pillar to post and send him packing. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really have an answer. I don't think I, no. I can't think of a, a good way to do this. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as the really good thing they did last week. So why bother? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you could have gone out on a high there. 
Um, but they, McIntyre just beat him up for a, a large part of the match. Dolph Ziggler got the low blow, came back briefly, but finished with a Claymore onto the table. And then Randy Orton appeared to, to sort of officially kick off the SummerSlam build with an RKO from out of nowhere and posed with the WWE Championship. That's right. As reported exclusively first by WrestleTalk.com's Louis Dangor, he literally messaged me to say that for him. Randy yeah. Orton will be taking on Drew McIntyre in your SummerSlam main event. I believe I, his uh, exact words were, if you don't say this, I'm going to quit. Yeah, he says that every week. <laughs> I'm going to quit. I'm going to fightful. I I really... I I am very excited about Orton versus McIntyre. I think they've these it really does feel like these two people who one's very good at being a heel, one's incredibly good at being a babyface, have been kept apart. They've been building separately for half a year, and now they're going to collide. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I wouldn't say this was the the most intriguing way to start things, though. No, 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 no. This was just Randy says. I want it. Andrew was like, "Yeah, okay," and 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 that's all she wrote. But I, I think that's fine. Like, I, I'm not I'm not too uh, too upset about that or too bothered by that. Actually, I really liked Drew's promo where he was, you know, make the match official and said that, uh, you know, I, you're probably underestimating me, but that's what I want. I'm begging mm. for you to underestimate me because that's what Brock Lesnar did, and I beat him in five minutes. So I, I really liked Drew's sort of rationale for this, and Drew's promo. I just, I, I, I'm loving Drew as champion, I, and it's the first time since he's been champion where I do think that his title reign might be in jeopardy going into SummerSlam, and that's going to make their SummerSlam match really, really exciting. I really think that the best thing to do is, is have Randy win mm. and get, get Drew to win it back when there's a crowd there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so overall, because I forgot to do it in my Raw review, I gave this a four out of five. Probably a low four out of five. Maybe it's more of a high three out of five, but we're splitting hairs. Um, yeah, I think three out of five's probably fair. I think I'd have probably given it a low three out of five, maybe. Ooh. But yeah, I, I don't think that's too controversial to say. Yeah, three out of five, I, I would probably say. It was a, it was a fine show. So just uh, some things on there that I didn't like, some things that I did like. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So all of your super chats. Hugh Waters three two one six says love wrestle talks work. Finally became a Patreon yesterday. While I wouldn't have had Sasha win, I hope she gets a long reign now. She deserves some good defenses. Asuka can take Bailey's belt as revenge. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is all built for Asuka to get the belt back, really. Like, you know, because, you know, Banks tapped at Extreme Rules behind the referee's back. She was screwed at, at the end of it because she didn't win because Bailey put on the shirt and Banks only won here because of a count out. Like, Asuka didn't lose either time. So, like, it really feels that she should be again a very dominating win back and, and get the championship out of Banks' hand rather than Banks having a long run. Stephen Keel, should Asuka just call it a day and leave? Not with that contract. <clears throat> I, th I think she's she's been getting loads of uh, 
really like, you know, 15, 20 minute matches week after week as well. So I don't know. I th- and she is at the top of the division right now. I think if ever with Becky and Charlotte out, now's the time she should just keep keep at it. And if you don't make mm-hmm. it now, then next year, yeah, maybe look at your options. Wrestling is great I, sometimes. I, 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 sorry, the, the other thing I was going to say on that is that with <laughs> Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda off TV for some time. Like Alex McCarthy posted up on on Twitter earlier that uh, apparently Charlotte's been getting more and more TV offers, like outside of WWE. Apparently, she's like wow. she could be the next crossover star. When more of those things come in, like the more time you're going to be spending away, now is the time for like WWE to really focus on some of these other talents, like Asuka, mm. like Banks, like Bailey, like Ruby Riot, Naomi. There's a whole plethora of like you know women that they've got that to be like, okay, now let's build a division around them instead. You got so excited, you punched your microphone with my watch, which <laughs> actually stopped. Uh, this actually stopped on the first of July. Wow. Yeah, at uh, uh, 20 past three. Yeah, all my watches have stopped working. I, I went to put yeah. one on for like my first function in <laughs> four months the other weekend. And yeah, they, they'd all stopped. Wrestling is great sometimes. What I meant was how the media loves saying Charlotte gives every woman her best match. But that's clearly been Sasha. Sasha elevates her opponents while Charlotte always has to look better than them. I would disagree with that. Funny, like, because I put up that uh, poll the other week on Twitter that was like, is Charlotte Flair actually good? Because it was, you know, it's been a debate for the pretty much this year. And one of the comments we got really, really struck me, which is that like everyone has their best match against Charlotte. Like, I don't think you could say that everyone has their best match against Banks, but Banks is great. Having said that, I think Becky's best match in her title run last year was against Sasha Banks. So maybe I'm wrong on that one. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think the media is particularly saying that. I, I, maybe you've sort of invented it because. A lot of people, you know, do do seem to praise Charlotte a lot, but she also gets a lot of criticism that's arguably undeserved. Bob yeah, but Wild, I mean, you are you are part of the mainstream media, mate. You uh, are, the yeah. <laughs> Bob Wild, do you think they have a current plan for the women, or is it just week by week? It's hour by hour. <laughs> yeah, it's it's reportedly week by week. Uh, Marjo32 I can't believe Kyrie has done they wasted one of the best gimmicks of all time in the Pirate Princess yeah it's a real shame real shame but she's got a great NXT run I don't think it's one of the best gimmicks but I you know she's a great wrestler Ejam King hey guys thanks for the great content I wanted Sasha to win uh, at Extreme Rules at Extreme Rules wow this is Missing a lot of key letters, this comment. Uh, and Bailey to lose the belt and then make Bailey jealous of two belts, Banks, and have the role models break up at SummerSlam with Bailey yep. turning mega heel on Banks. Well, I think you can still get that, but with all of them, uh, with having, sorry, with both of them having all the belts, I think you can still get that story in there. Yeah, I don't want them to break up for even longer now. Uh, yeah. I, I want this to extend out. Nate S. The way Asuka looked backstage, I thought they were going to say Kyrie died, and that's how they wrote her off. I was ready to be pissed, lol. Yeah, she did like the whole Takahashi. It wasn't quite Takahashi level, so I'm just like, no! <laughs> but like, it was a good effort. Mm. Uh, Bacon Rasher says, Afternoon, lads. Is Seth's faction finishing before it's even a proper faction? The Mysterios have more of a group with Alistair Black, <laughs> etc. I uh, love his work with Buddy Murphy and I want more. And where is Austin Theory? Hashtag jam that jam. For a second, I was actually about to say they kicked him out of the group, didn't they? But that was uh, Zelina Vega's sexy men that he got kicked out of. Um, yeah. I'm going to assume he's just he's out uh, unwell 
and sort of in the same reason that Apollo Crews has not been on TV. Yeah, we don't know. He's just been know. one of those wrestlers who's disappeared at the same time the reported outbreak happened. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's weird, isn't it? But I don't. I think it's a testament to how good Seth's been in that I don't feel like the faction is winding up at all. No. Uh, Tyler uh, Spoiline says, are they slowly teasing a Murphy face turn? You could tell that he didn't want to hurt Alistair Black. What are your thoughts on that? I've seen a few people theorize this. I don't think they are. I just think this is a complex character where you've got two heels who, like I said, believe in the ends justifying the means, but they don't like doing the means. Colby Dennis, uh, do you think there's a reason that Ron Simmons and Mark Henry randomly showed up, or is it just to mess with the fans? Hurt business can be legit moving forward. So yeah, the reports are is because they were going to do a Nation of Domination angle last week. Yeah, they were going to either reunite them or start a new one, uh, but they decided not to. So people were just hanging around with nothing to do, so get them on camera. Uh, Chris Burke. Hey, guys. Chris from Houston, Texas here. How do you think WWE is going to do Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton? Do you think they'll screw it up? Drew has had, you know, both guys have had very well-booked programs over the last six months. So you would hope that this is also very well-booked. I don't know what angle you take with it, though. I've always been a fan of Randy inverting his legend killer gimmick and going after younger guys to almost kill the legend before it properly becomes a legend. Yeah, I see that's that. where his psychosis should naturally go next. Uh, so maybe that. Mm-hmm. Um, d- sorry, uh, Daval says, uh, even though Ali needs to look strong on his return, I don't mind him losing to Bubbles. <laughs> that move when he sort of F5s them into the post is the best thing. So I, and actually, do you know what? I don't overly disagree with that because I don't think that he should be beating Bobby Lashley at this point. Um, I think Bobby Lashley should be winning. However, you could have booked that match so it was more 50-50 and Bubbles gets the win at the end, as opposed to Lashley beats him up for 90, 99% of the match and then just wins. Or, key idea, not booking the match. Book a different match. <laughs> uh, for wrestling miscellaneous, the misc, uh, Nate S, it sounds like the tagline for SummerSlam is going to be, you'll never see it coming. <gasps> They said it a bunch, and last thing going off air, annoying. Oh, no. Uh, Nate might have stumbled upon something here, because now that you've said that, you're right. It was said a fair amount, wasn't it? But, like, because I've just I've watched Iron Man 3 again recently, so all I can hear is the Mandarin, you'll never see me coming. You'll never see me coming. <laughs> it's um, now in my, uh, my top 10 MCU movies, Iron Man 3. Bloody love What a movie. It's great. Oh, so good. So good. So, well, it's a, it's a Shane, Shane Black film, isn't it? That's his mm-hmm. name, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Uh, so I, yeah, I think you've got it there. Is it SummerSlam, you'll never see it coming, or you'll never see it coming? <laughs> SummerSlam. At, at SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, Caleb Maldonado. Do you think that Adam Cole, Pat McAfee thing is a work? Also, jam that chat. Yes. 100%. I, so I've been away. I don't actually know this story could you just briefly give me the headlines from what i can gather pat mcafee mcafee like the virus protector mcafee um he posted up that he invited adam cole to come do an interview on a podcast that i assume that he has and then adam cole 
freaked out during the interview and did a load of swears and threw some stuff at him and stormed out of the interview. That's I, I was off as well. I, I'm I, that's about as what I can gather. Mm. And then Ryan Satin posted up on Twitter, just like unknown if it's a work. And I was like, "You idiot, Ryan! Like, uh-huh. it's, it's such a work." Oh, we've got a Adam Pearson up in the chat. You'll never see it coming. It's awful advertising. You're not wrong. But it's kind of reverse psychology. Maybe that's what they're <laughs> going for. Uh, over to you, uh, my friend. Should we just keep clicking this? I just don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm also clicking it. Mm. Uh, Lynn Bell. Uh, see, it's not just the public turning heel on, on heel champ Luke Owens. Even Golden Joe agrees he's a heel. Hashtag hey. give Louis a chance. I didn't say, if anything, I'm the one who's saying we should be putting Louis on the show. Does that make me a baby face now? Um, over to Adam Pearson. Iron Man 3 had a Croydon reference. That it does. It does. Uh, it's because the co-writer is, is lives in London. Yes. Uh, throwback 27. SRS is the Quizzlemania Slayer. He's coming to reclaim his crown. Watch out, boys. Going to trash talk back to him? Uh... I'm also going to win. Yeah, take that fight full. <laughs> Bacon Rasher. Last week, I was Ollie Knows Nothing and Let's Have Wrestle Luke. This week, I'm like, save us, SRS, because I'm a fickle fan. People just want to be on the hot new in joke, don't they? <laughs> we should make more T-shirts. Uh, Dan says, Rust Talk is less negative <clears throat> with Luke gone. Sadly, Ollie gets affected by him. Have you watched Pete doing the, the <laughs> SmackDown review? He hates it. <laughs> no, no, we we it doesn't make me more negative. We I I I said I liked a bunch of stuff on the show. And Wrestle Luke's not Wrestle Luke, I called you Wrestle Wrestle Luke isn't negative. He's just, you know, critical. Yeah, I just I I have some thoughts and I give those thoughts. Hey, if you want to see uh wrestle positive. Watch the AEW reviews. Really I bloody good. love that show. It's a bloody great show. It's you know what Dynamite? Show. It's well uh, good, right? I didn't watch any wrestling last week, but I did go out of my way to watch Dynamite. Great show. What an episode! I can't wait for this week. Gen- genuinely, the card yeah. is just like one of those cards where it's no huge matches, but they're all really good matches. <laughs> I want to see Best Friends and Jurassic Express versus uh, the, the Inner, Inner Circle. Circle. Evil, sorry, the Dark Order of Evil Luna and Stu Grayson versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Cody oh, versus Warhorse. I haven't seen I any know. of Warhorse, but I'm really excited to see. I can't wait. I don't yeah. get this way about weekly wrestling TV shows. Genuinely cannot wait. I think it's going to be so good. Uh, Uptown Avondale says, should Bailey and Banks stay together until Survivor Series? Play it by ear. Like, have the plan mm. for the breakup in place. And just test the waters. And I but you kind of want to pull the trigger before it, the act gets stale. It's never yes. It's never good to do it after. So maybe it is a good idea to turn it sooner rather than later. I don't know. I don't know. Last couple here, Bobby Stevens. That finish made Asuka look stupid. You lose the uh, you can lose the belt on anything. I knew there would be something, but that wasn't it. I didn't mind it. I thought her going to help her friend worked but i can see why people would go against it because the belt was at stake 
And I think sort of like, you know, the, we said the, earlier that you can't, you don't really know how to sort of judge the Banks and Bailey Act because we don't have a crowd to respond to. But what you can look at is social media trends of people talking about them. I would say, you know, the vast majority of the comments that we've had today have been about the Bailey and Banks Act. And I just think that's a testament to how over they are and sort of how interesting a group that they have been. Mm. And, you know, our last comment from William is, I really think Banks and Bailey could be the main event or at least a high profile match at Mania next year based on what's happening right now. I really do think they're the most overact or one of the most overacts in WWE right now. Yeah, it's crazy to think that on the WrestleMania card for this year was Banks versus Bailey. They were going to do the split, but they convinced management, no, we need longer to tell our story. And they've given it to them, and they've been amazing. So it's exciting. It's exciting. But that's all we've got time for today. Thank you ever so much for everyone's super chats, and thank you, our moderators. We've got a few new ones. I think Mod Mother Jen is in there as always, but Dan. Dan Barnes, yep. is it? You can tell. You can tell that uh, they're new as well because they did a very standard template format there was no wacky font changes like you know bumhead rob would have done he'd have put some comic sans in there Ugh. or some windings if you really felt like it nope dan was straight down the line i like that and i also think gregory nelson too thank you everybody ever so much before we get into uh the yeah, you know, chatting about our time off and stuff. Um, we had a clip sent in. Vinny uh, of Wrestle Talk Clips got in touch um, with a potentially funny clip for us to play on this show. That you know, he is a man of clips after all. Uh, he said, just to give you an idea of my sense of humor, I genuinely cry laughed during the bathroom scene of the City British Wrestling High School series part one. I had to pause it and everything. So I'd like to think. Uh, so I'd like to think I know what funny is. And this is the clip that he sent across. You got your sunrise, you caught a prize, you, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites, you, your friends and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails, you, your kids and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights, you, your girl and your Johnson. You and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. You and your knob. What? What was it advertising? Well, obviously Johnson is an American thing. The movie is like a holiday, like maybe like it's like their version of Center Parks. You think Johnson <laughs> is the company called Johnson or your Johnson? Am I talking no, I about they... my Johnson or am I talking about your Johnson? No, I think it's all about your own Johnson, and it's your Johnson holiday break, perhaps. It's like a, it's like an Austin Powers skit. <laughs> what? The, but what was that advertising? I don't. For, for everyone, you know, the podcast listeners, who is everyone listening to this? It was all. It was just people walking around places or smiling in cars. You could watch that and just think it's for a dick. And it's annoying because I've just Googled because I thought maybe I'll be able to find something. So I've Googled Johnson holiday and all oh. I'm getting is news about Boris and his like uh, holiday plans and stuff. So where's he, he going? In, well, I, mean, I, I think he wants to go everywhere and anywhere at this point. So then, you know, to get away from this bloody country. And uh, so, so then I put US and all the news stories are just like, can you travel to the US? Boris says no. 
So uh. yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate we can't actually find anything out about this at the moment. So perhaps we can put a call out to our American uh, pod swafters. Can anyone explain what you, your friends and your Johnson is? You, your kids and your Johnson? It's it's weird, isn't it? Because your friends and your Johnson sounds like a good time, but it turns <laughs> dark with your family and your Johnson. That's that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> That's the bad thing. Oh, no. <laughs> um so yeah how was your time off mate it was really nice i put blocks on my phone which i could get round you know i'm smart i can disable the feature but i think just 10 seconds of having to go into another app to disable the feature meant that i would you know take a pause and go i don't need to check check twitter right now i don't need to look at the stats on the back end of the youtube channel so i just had a nice time reading about the 1918 Spanish flu. Well, wow. Well, yeah. that is quite quite timely literature to be diving into. It's a great book. I don't even know what it's called. I think it's called The Great Influenza. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah. Yep, The Great Influenza by John M. Barry. Fascinating. Did you know <laughs> how viruses work? I didn't, I'm afraid. I no. didn't know either. So, you know, like, you know, the coronavirus has all these little hooks on. Mm -hmm. Well, they're 5G and they <laughs> hook on. To... <laughs> That's not it. They hook on to it. So like cells also have little hooks. They're called like antigens or something. And the virus hooks onto those and then uses it to pull itself inside of the cell. And then it's, it's like it essentially hacks the DNA in the middle, so it starts making more copies of the virus, then you'll get like a million viruses inside this one cell. The cell will explode and all of those viruses will go out to the rest of your body and infect more bits of your cells. Isn't that crazy? It's going to make linking into my anecdote feel quite awful, though. And quite oh, no. basic and a bit baseline because I was going to put on a terrible campaign off the back of this because now I feel like we're in a very serious science no, lesson. No, no, it's not serious. I made a 5G joke. That's just how <laughs> viruses work. And I didn't know that. I just thought viruses, I don't know. I just, I guess I never gave it any thought. But I'll be honest with you. When I asked you, how was your holiday? I never thought you would give me a science lesson on how viruses work. No, I, you know. A holiday for me is getting to read my <laughs> book on the Spanish flu. <laughs> I guess I'm, if you I'm asked gonna... Anna, she would say it was going to the beach, enjoying yeah. the sun. I was going to reread Watchmen. I feel like I should try and like step up my <laughs> game a little bit. No, no, no. You don't need to do that. Watchmen's good. Hmm. I haven't read it for years. I haven't read it for about 20 years, I feel. So I, I felt like it was time to really dive back into it. Maybe it's more appropriate now rather than ever. Maybe it's got a new sense of timeliness. Hmm. Maybe it's even more than twenty years. Crikey, it's been a long, long time since I've read it. So I thought, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this another. You haven't read. read it in twenty years. I think so. Yeah. That means you've been like, you know, forty last time you read it. <laughs> it's not cheeky been that bastard. long. <laughs> oh, you cheeky bastard! Oh, you cheeky bastard! <laughs> what was um, your campaign? Okay. What did you want to launch? So anyway, you know, remember last week we talked about how Celebrity MasterChef is now back on TV. And I watched a good. few episodes. <gasps> did you? How did you put mm. Wellness with Thomas, right? No, no, no. I watched the following week with, uh, I mean, I didn't know anyone apart from Earhan. No, no. Riyad, his name is, yes. weirdly. Riyad, Riyad um, K. Because I've, I've done YouTube stuff with him before. 
Have you really? Yeah, he hosted my portion of the YouTube that dialing no show. Yeah, really. Yeah. So that was because nice I, to see him. So I mean, and he was the reason I was going to bring this up mm. because you and I joked when we talked about this last time that you know we're not going to get onto these because we're not particularly big. We're not YouTube famous like uh, you know Stacy Dooley's not Stacy Dooley. What's her name? Um, who's the big YouTuber lass? Oh, with the TikToks. Uh, is it no, Kim no, Kardashian? No, no, she was dead famous. She like launched a calendar that was pants. And then she oh. did like, oh, what was her name? Oh, no, we sound so out of touch. <laughs> I know, The problem is, I know it's not Lizzo, but that's the only <laughs> name that's in my head. <laughs> I was going to say, she's very English. What was her name? Ah, uh, it should be Stacy. Yeah. Is it I Jennifer? Know, she... She had a brother, and her brother also had a YouTube thing, oh. and he got ah. My, my my wife has just texted me to say Zuella because she can oh, hear Zuella. me. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> so anyway, so I thought, okay, well, I'm not a Lizzo or a Zuella or no. even Zuella's brother. Like I'm not that famous. And then you know this Riyadh fella is, is up on there. So I thought, well, obviously I'm not a famous as famous as Riyadh either. So I had to look in. Do you know how many followers Riyadh's got on YouTube? Uh, they're called subscribers, mate. I'm going to say 98,000. Well, it's higher than that, mm. but not by much. Mm. It's 378,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. That's good. We've got, like, we've got like double that. So I think what our draw is wrestling. He gets mm-hmm. people through the door because people just like him. But there is that. Also, he is, I believe, an openly gay Muslim. So he's got way more of an interesting story to tell than just another white man with a beard. But I did think... We need gimmicks. We're saying we need gimmicks. (laughs) I'm saying we've got a fairly sizable platform. Perhaps I can use this platform to get myself onto Celebrity MasterChef next year. Oh, okay. And we could use this podcast. (laughs) So Louis is currently... Let's be optimistic and say 40% of the way to his 10,000 signature target. Mate, 40% is very, very kind. I I, I believe he's like, it's nowhere near that. 37%, isn't it? I thought he had like (laughs) 3,800 signatures. Um, It doesn't feel like it's it's halfway there, though, does it? So how many signatures would would you think would make the MasterChef producers take note? the the difference here is that we this podcast, which is what we're doing the through, has a a much smaller audience than the the Restalk YouTube show and PFK. So if Louis is getting three thousand signatures from PFK, which has got you know a much larger base than 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 we have here, I'm gonna say I'm gonna get nothing. Like if I put up a petition now, I might get say like fifty to a hundred people to that will actually actively click through a link. But also, if you then gave that to the BBC, they were like. Who is this man? Don't care. You might get booked on another show, though. Oh, could I come dine. I bet you could get come dine with me. What celebrity come dine with? Yeah, me? yeah, yeah. Maybe I could get it. Maybe I could use that then as my launch into doing celebrity masters. And then I just want to stop there. I don't want to do any other ones. I, I don't want to get shown up on masterminds because mm. that, that I will just look like a big thicko on that. What would you choose though? You've got some really in-depth niche areas of knowledge. 
I mean, to be honest, I mean, and this is not to rag on Adam Pearson, but he did get well easy questions in his mm. specialist subject of wrestling in the 21st century. Like, you know, one of them was like, name the tag team partner of Edge in 2000. Like, it was you know, pretty, pretty simple stuff. Randy Orton? Um, in 2000, yes. Oh, yes, right. I thought you said in the 2000s. This <laughs> is why I am defending <laughs> loser. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I just thought maybe we can like, is is there some way that I can we get in touch with the BBC? Do we have people on this who listen to this that have connections to the Beeb? Uh, yeah, th- let's see if people. Yeah, come on, help us out, folks. If you work in the BBC as a, I don't know, a technician or a lowly researcher, this is the thing against. to make your name on. Yeah. How was your uh, time off, by the way? Oh, it was it was okay. I'll go to go see my folks. Uh, mm-hmm. Both sets of folks, in fact. Got to go see my in-laws and my my parents. No, no hugging. That was weird because it was very much just like like my dad was so excited to see us, and then it was just like ah, virtual hugs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's almost uh, it's 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 like the bit in the Muppets where the number is nine hundred ninety nine, like one dollar off. Uh, you're so close. It makes you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awkward, yeah. So yes, that wasn't pretty great. And then I had a bit of a dicky tummy, so that wasn't wasn't it wasn't a great end to it. But we had a, a nice time while we were there. So that you know, <laughs> it was nice to see them. I just kind of wish it was under more huggier circumstances. Aww. Like my ma, I, I think me me mum struggled a little bit. Yeah, it was serious, but not give us a little hug. I think that was hard, hard on me mum. You'll, like, you'll get probably, probably, probably shouldn't have just gone. Really, probably should have just waited until it was fine. Did you get the Johnson? Did you have a <laughs> did you have a fun time with your family and your Johnson? My family my family and my Johnson and yeah. my wife. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's all we've got time for for this edition of the Russell Talk podcast. If you get work for the BBC, do get in touch. Support hmm. at Russeltalk.com. Also just email in any general stuff. Support at Russeltalk.com. You know, do you know Zuella? Did you know who Zuella was before <laughs> we did? I think we should have what we should try and have loud chats where our lady partners text us the answers to what we're saying because they're so annoyed (laughs) uh but thank you all so much for listening we'll be back on thursday with the aew and nxt reviews and all the good stuff take care i love you goodbye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.